Alright, welcome to another episode for Singular 4C. My name is Miguel Martinez. I am Singular DTD's Community Manager. Joining me today is co-founder Ari Levy-Cohen. Ari, how are you doing? Doing well, mate. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Just enjoying my first cup of coffee in the morning. Fresh Brady brewed. <laughs> so, Ari, th- um, thanks for joining us and having a, this little uh, conversation um, with the community and myself. I wanted to ask you, um, recently you had an article where you were talking about co-opetition. And it struck me because right now I'm seeing that instead of people trying to battle each other in the blockchain, we're actually seeing that we're praising each other when we accomplish stuff, when some protocol or where someone actually goes and goes into an unknown territory and they discovered something in the blockchain that can propel everyone else to go to the next level, we technically go ahead and applaud everyone. There's, I'm feeling that there's no, this is me against you, this is us against the unknown and gaining uh, new technology, gaining new knowledge for everyone. So that article, when you said co-opetition, it's cooperation and competition at the same time, but it's it struck me. Um, how do you see? How do you see actually this applying to everything? Like, what's your take when you said co-opetition specifically? Co-opetition is a business practice. It's uh, not originally mine. I've been standing on the shoulders of giants when I use the term. But we're in a transition period where the legacy world, uh, traditional ways of doing business, including traditional ways of doing electronic business anything on the internet is being rivaled by um, a new way of doing business. Uh, This new way of doing business um, on the blockchain um, is going through a transition from the way we used to do things to the way we are now doing things um, to the way we're going to be doing them tomorrow. And so the way we're now doing things uh, will require more cooperation than competition, although a good measure of competition is necessary. Uh, and the reason why that's um, prudent is because it fosters sufficient focus on the platform that we're building together, co-creating it together in a cooperative manner. Think of uh, the periodic table of elements uh, was a cooperative effort by many uh, pharmaceutical companies and or Um, uh, groups. If they had done that cooperatively, they could have then joined forces to compete to then bring that standard uh, to a marketplace where they could compete uh, based on the same cooperative input. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I never thought about it like the, the periodic table. It actually does make sense. So when when someone when someone else um, on the blockchain and says I'm gonna go ahead and venture the, and into this unknown territory or this um, oppor- this area that has lots of opportunities to be uh, dis- disrupted, improve, uh, and go to the next level, it's not it's it's like they t- they're taking their part of the blockchain and improving on that, but that's something that you it shifts mind for everyone else and says, well, this guy's did that thing and this can be applied to my thing, and then we grow together because they already proven the proven that it works, and now we're going to actually take 
not their not their formula, if you will, but we're actually going to take their approach and apply it to the to this matter. So this is pretty much like taking and making uh, humanity to the next level, um, global wise. Um, uh, our previous episode with uh, Troy and Matt, we were talking about the impact that blockchain technology is doing through the whole planet globally. It's uh, it's making the digital world a whole lot bigger while making the physical analog world not shrinking, but a little bit more familiar because at this point in time, we're, we're, we know a, lot, a whole lot about uh, many characters such as obviously Joe Lubin, Vitalik, uh, Binay Gupta, uh, but little by little, like yourself, uh, Kim Jackson, Zach LeBeau, uh, Milad Lestavi, this you guys are people that actually are resonating in the blockchain um, world, and obviously in the entertainment side, but also in the technology blockchain side. So it's it's quite unique. Um, another question I have for you would be when people when people actually come into the blockchain, well, they come first through crypto, but then when they discover blockchain and they have this moment of re, of you know, mindfulness when they say, so yes, this can be treated as a currency, but there's so much potential. Like how does your, how, how does someone with a financial background can actually shift and see uh, opportunities on the blockchain side that where they would say, well, this is actually more than just currency. This is actually more than just uh, saying I have this, um, I can actually invest this. How does, how do you see that happening? Well, there, there are multiple um, conversations going on in that space, like um, instant clearing and settlements, uh, KYC and AML uh, identity, um, the issuing of securities, uh, debt, uh, trade finance, capital markets, uh, trading futures options, um, these types of opportunities for the financial industry are absolutely complete. Uh, blockchain can, uh, in some cases, in a small way, uh, in other cases, uh, in a big way, uh, change uh, either in a fundamental or in a complementary way, uh, many of the financial practices we have today. Um, we have an opportunity to create a standard financial contract language we have an opportunity to have omniscience over the financial, monetary, and economic systems. Uh, we have an opportunity to have omniscience over the securitization of any and all instruments, depending on the chain we do them on. And that will give us a certain measure of uh, insight that we didn't have before, uh, access to more truthful uh, information and transactions and that truth which is immutable synchronized mutualized becomes uh, available through a single golden source of truth say for the ethereum blockchain in this case and now we have an opportunity to calculate risk in a way that we weren't able to calculate before we are able to focus on the input and the output today the the monetary system the financial system the capital markets invest a tremendous amount of resources, money, and technology in analyzing the output, analyzing the balance sheet, which is nothing other than the output of the activity. But we have an opportunity now to create a Lego mat 
on top of which all Lego bricks can share knowledge, both from the Lego bricks that are attached to that Lego mat elsewhere, or the Lego mat itself and vice versa. It's a two-way street and uh, it's a cooperative between the centralized, distributed, and decentralized paradigms. It, it's, um, it inspires me a whole lot because we see now that people are, like, there are artists that are coming to us with the, I'm tired of, I'm tired of not actually not being able to see what's going on. Like, I have my accountant, but even him can't figure out where the numbers are coming from. So when you say that, it's transparent because it's decentralized and um, we're technically we're talking about the fact that we are in the point that we can see where everything is going and it would be a trust uh, engine running and thanks to the way that singular DTP is implementing the management rights and all of our technology all of our decentralized applications this translates into as soon as someone Uh, consumes the intellectual property from one of our, one of the artists that will tokenize themselves or will have their IP in our distribution platform, they're able to see what's going on right then and there, and they don't have to wait quarters to actually see, okay, for the last three months, this is what happened according to them, and this is what I gained. I mean, they can know and they can, strat they can create strategies based on that, which Correct me if I'm wrong, and, and, your, and what's your take on artists have to have an entrepreneurial mind to actually start succeeding in their careers. They can't just be about, I created an album, I created a documentary, I put it on the distribution platform, I'm waiting for the check to come in. Do, do you think that they actually have to have like a career, a mindset, a business, a business projection, and an entrepreneurial mind to actually make it on, on, this, new, on this new opportunities with the blockchain technology? Yes, they do. Anybody who goes into business to make money has to have a, either a group of people who can be uh, the team that surrounds the artist uh, or the artist itself. It is, very, uh, it is very common to find a prolific artist with uh, tremendous uh, business skills. It's also very common to find business people with very poor uh, uh, artistic skills and vice versa. Um, uh, sometimes good artists don't really care for business, but uh, they appreciate the consequences of their art being financially profitable. So uh, it really depends on the artist. It depends on the circumstance of the intellectual property that is being tokenized. It depends on the desire of the people who are in that community that belongs to the artist and or the network. And I also think that Um, from the perspective of transparency and what is known and what isn't known uh, from the rights, revenue, and royalty stream perspective, as you noted earlier in your comment. I think that also will depend on the artist. Certain artists will want to be more transparent than others. Certain artists will want to use one token model and one business practice over another. The opportunity for artists on the Singular DTV platform is intended to provide artists with the choice and the freedom to choose and the, and the availability of the service providers of the ecosystem that will give the artist the ability to choose from the Chinese menu of either applications or 
uh, cooperative partners, when this is where co-opetition comes in once again. Great. It's, um, I'm going to say it's a brave new world of co-petition. Um, <laughs> co-petition requires the alignment of incentive, Handsome. We do need uh, the alignment of incentive to seduce uh, the, uh, the desire to cooperate over the need to compete. Competing is innate. Uh, you have to compete with right. the marketplace, but cooperation fosters co-competition and competition cooperation if the incentives are aligned. You know, um, a, 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 little, a little side note, it's funny because now I just remember that there was a little, uh, there was a healthy competition between Ruben and myself when we started. It was uh, the next day, every single day during the morning, we would come in. I learned this and I learned that and about blockchain technology and we were like brand new in this whole new space. And it was it that challenge that every single day, it's like, what do you, what do you learn? Well, I, I learned this and we grew together and that's actually how we became really good friends. And that's actually how um, we we our respect for each other came into play um and it's i like you said competition as long as it's uh, done in an efficient way it is healthy and that created the co-petition between uh ruben and myself now at enterprises levels or financial structures which is your experience um have you seen any co-petition uh in businesses uh recently or one that actually just went like wow i didn't see that one coming and that's that one was great is there anyone I think Warner Brothers and Sony cooperate and compete all the time. I think Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley compete and cooperate all the time. I've seen initial public offerings where the underwriter are both Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. And I've seen underwritings where Morgan Stanley wins the deal over Goldman Sachs. I've also seen uh, music deals where two record labels may come together to do a deal with an artist. And I've also seen record labels tear each other apart for a deal of, for an artist and with an artist. So I think co-opetition happens all the time, uh, but it's most powerful when a new uh, innovation is being implemented and diffused into an economy. And blockchain, the, the, the blockchain process, which is what the blockchain is, is a, a series of steps and technological uh, uh, components, I guess you could say, for the mining rigs and processes and uh, software that together come to provide this immutable, synchronized, mutualized, single golden source of truth. But that in it and of itself um, isn't enough. You still need us to bring in the desire to use it and compete and cooperate. Great. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, I'm trying to think about um, a co-petition uh, in the music industry that um, you know that was that was just great. But at one point, but the most recently one that I can think of is Guns and Roses coming back together, and it's um, it, I'm going to say that it was for the sake of bearing bearing hatchets and going back to making um, great music because obviously for almost 20 years um, Slash and Axl Rose wouldn't talk to each other because of what happened in the in the 90s 
And both of them grew as their own brands, their own entities. Axel Rose uh, kept Guns N' Roses and everything. Slash, well, well, he did his own thing with different bands, his own brand name and such. And they came together. And although you say, well, it's just a reunion and they can go their own ways. Yeah, but when you see that they both grew into their own brands and they could you know, each one of them obviously have their own ego, and I say ego in this case in a healthy way. Um, coming back together, it's uh, that's definitely a co-petition because you are you're technically and like the like the Batman and Joker, you are not giving up but ceasing resistance, um, stopping resistance. I just went a little bit philosophical. I'm sorry. <laughs> One and one, one and one sometimes equals more than two. I agree. I agree. As a father, I agree. Um, it's a, a products sometimes and results sometimes are actually more beneficial than what you can gain in the in the short run. Long run, yeah, it's much better. Yeah, I think co-opetition in a very big way from Singular DTV's. Uh, mission statement and from part of our underlying why, which is for a universal worldwide income for all artists, co-opetition starts with each of us. Uh, our, the artistic community, the creative community, film, entertainment, music, editorial, all creative uh, forces, communities need to come together under a, uh, under a common language uh, with a set of powerful tools that can unite them in a in a manner that doesn't require trust, uh, however, that uh, provides with the truth. If the blockchain is a truth machine, then uh, we are the value that is going to extract the value from someone else in truth. And if truth is certainty and recognition of the reality, and reality being relative requires confirmation and agreement for that truth to be in agreement by all parties, then that's consensus. That's what consensus algorithms do when uh, you think about proof of work, for, for example. So the blockchain is a truth machine, and we can basically build truth algorithms so that we as a community don't need to trust each other so that we can cooperate and then we all compete later with each other. But if we cooperate early on as creators, we will ensure Singular DTV as a network, as an economy, as a platform to be there for us. We will get out of Singular DTV however much we put into Singular DTV because that's the law of cause and effect. Since you started the philosophical discussion, I'll join you with a little bit of philosophy myself. That's it. That was it. You will get from Singular DTV what you put into it. The law of cause and effect, my friend. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, uh, of my grandfather. My gra uh, as, as I said in a previous episode, my grandfather only had education up to the fourth uh, grade uh, because he, they were, their family was so big. And the, the, one, the one thing that he would always say to me is, in life, there are two choices. Uh, you have the good choice and the bad choice. It's up to for you to decide, and whatever which one you decide, the results are going to be based on that path that you take. This, again, this is coming from a man that only had fourth grade level education, and, and he was a gambler. But he knew, he knew that the world was, whatever you put into it, you're going to get back. And... He didn't know about karma, but he knew that that was what life was about. So 
I, I got your, I got your message loud and clear. Um, you know, uh, one project that came to mind about co-petition and this is in the old days. And actually I believe that this translates to what we're doing in the distribution platform specific, specifically because we're going to have channels, um, in the distribution platform, Motown. Motown used to be a whole lot of artists getting on a bus and going on, a, on tours and each one of them would have to wait their own turn to play and it wasn't about i'm the biggest artist i'm the, actually what that has the number one hit right now oh i'm the one that is actually making more money than you it was a cooperative move between all of them and them sharing and then you would have one drummer one bass player and one guitar and those three guys would have to play for every single of the acts and they would have to know all the songs because they were the studio musicians. They were actually the ones that recorded the songs for all of the artists, you know, such as the, the Temptations and um, Good Lord, I forgot the other the other the other names. But you you understand what I'm saying? Uh, technically, we're Singular TV is actually laying a platform where everyone can come in and whatever they put in. It's not about I'm getting more hits on the distribution platform than you. It's I'm adding value to this platform and, th and and this platform is growing. So everyone that's here is growing all together because we're adding value to, to it. And at that point in time, the branding level and the knowledge level and, you know, finding who's who in the distribution platform can be exponential. And then it's like when you, when you have a, a team of Marines, for example, and, you have the one that's, that is the strongest and the, and the one that is the not not as strong, but they Marines don't care if you don't if you don't have if you're not that strong. What they will do is they'll empower you, they will push you to their limits, and they will they will never leave their uh, their mates behind. They will always be like, "I need you by my side. I don't need you behind me. I need you by my side because both of us are going to cross that line and get to the goal." And that's value. That's uh, you know that's. That's that's great in my opinion, and I'm technically I'm seeing I see this in Motown, and I'm actually seeing this and what we're doing now in a global scale, which is not about region. It's uh, it's borderless. It's regionless, and I believe that we're actually going to change the world. Well, we certainly are headed into that change. Uh, a lot of that which we've discussed here uh, has to still. Uh, unravel and uh, impl be implemented. Uh, much of the possibilities are inspiring. Some are daunting uh, and some are quite revolutionary. And for the most part, uh, this will uh, invite opportunities that didn't exist before. And that's very exciting for sure. Yeah. So Ari, my last question for you um, today would be, where do you see us and not only singular GTB, but where do you see us in actually choice that I don't even know where we're going to be in the next six months, but where do you see us going in six months, two years, five years, 10 years, all together throughout blockchain technology and all of that? I mean, it's, I know it's very hard to say that, but you know, from a macro standpoint, where do you see us headed towards to? Well, I see us in a world where value will all move on a system of debits and credits. Um, 
you can take that to the bank and pun intended. Uh, every, every value in the world will eventually be dig digital, both monetary and otherwise. And it will all be on a ledger, on a master balance sheet, a system of debits and credits. And uh, this is best done with the blockchain. I agree. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to ask. Um, do you think well, we, had a, we had a little joke discussion on the previous episode? Do you think lawyers and banks are going to go obsolete? Or do you think that they are actually going to have to re, not reinvent the wheel, but rebrand or reinvent themselves? No, lawyers won't go away. Banks won't go away. Thank you. Uh, um, functionalities will be improved. Uh, new type of specialist and expertise will be needed. And certain type of expertise and specializations will, over time, be less needed. Okay. Okay. I agree. I had a friend uh, who's a lawyer. He just... Uh, He, he was just um, graduated and got his license here in Puerto Rico, and he got scared. He's like, well, thanks to the smart contracts, I won't have a job. And I'm like, dude, no, if you actually learn smart contracts and you learn uh, all, all, the, all the lingo and you understand how blockchain technology works, you will have more value. And that's what this is all about. Just like we've been discussing, you will have more value that you can say, I'm a lawyer uh, specializing in litigations and I understand blockchain technology and I can help you address these concerns. That More so, Miguel, than that. If uh, your colleagues in the legal space look into an application called Open Law, which is just like Singular DTV, a joint venture partnership with consensus, a spoke of consensus, Uh, open law is going to allow for lawyers in the future to be much like Batman, to have a whole bunch of applications tied around their belt, and they'll be able to work 10 times more effectively. And they'll be, uh, they'll be wearing an Iron Man suit. Uh, open law will allow lawyers to do much more, more effectively, faster, and will allow them to manage risk uh, in a manner that allows you to do centralized and blockchain uh, together. So just, just for example, that niche alone uh, for sure is going to change the legal world, but it's not going to do away with lawyers. It's just going to change the way lawyers work. Uh, the same applies for financial advisors. The same will go for brokers. The same will go for real estate. The same will go for education, engineering, uh, across the board. Wherever there is value being transferred and wherever there is an opportunity for, a, for an immutable, synchronized, mutualized, single golden source of truth to be needed for an ecology or a symphony or an ecosystem to work around, blockchain will be the solution of choice. So that, now that you said that, I want to I become a lawyer just so I can be Batman. Well, look into open law, ask, uh, speak to David Rune of Consensus or Aaron White with the Cardozo Law School in New York, also with Consensus, All right. uh, and see what you find there. But uh, to us, for Singular DTV uh, and for what it relates to our applications and what we're doing in the art, creative, and entertainment space, Tokit, EtherVision, Rentalist, look into our applications and take a look at what we're doing. Uh, because the involvement of the community at this stage is exactly what will make us better for you. We are at your service.
Yeah, definitely. All right. Ari, thank you so much for taking some time and, and speaking uh, with me and for the community. I really do appreciate it. Um, anything else that you want to add to our conversation? Yes, uh, I welcome the community's involvement and uh, a feedback. And I look forward to Singular DTV um, bringing uh, all of those answers to you. So thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this episode called A Brief New World of Co-Petition with Aaron Levy-Cohen. My name is Miguel Martinez for Singular DTB, Singular 4C podcast. See you all in the blockchain.